Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This show is brought to you in association with LabBooks. Just click the link on the description to the show. Sign up and get a free bet up to £50 when you enter the promo code LAD50. Go on. Do it. Happy days are here again. Welcome to the Spurs show. An unusual Spurs show game because it's going to be another for about the fourth or fifth show in a row. Up, happy, positive. And to join me in this new happy clapping style, I've got ex-music guru and now runs Quick Feet, the football training aid for kids, which I think we spoke about last year when you were on the show, Neil. Neil Ashby's back. Well, thank you very much. And uh, you gave me a warm welcome last time. And thank you again tonight. Thank you very much for coming out on a freezing cold night. And a stalwart of the show, a uh, writer of many wonderful books about Tottenham. And there's another book coming out, um, which is, you know, not entirely about Tottenham, but there's Tottenham stuff in there. Adam Powley returns. Good evening, mate. I think this is a first. It's the first time I've come on the show where I'm deliriously happy. Yeah. And everything's good. What's going on? I there's know. something wrong, you know. It is extraordinary, isn't it? Yeah. You know, and, and, who's, and who saw it coming? Uh, certainly not me, uh, for one, for, for starters. It's, mm. um, I thought we'd do all right. You know, I like what Pochettino's been doing last season. I like the way things are going, but <coughs> blooming hell, I never mm. thought it was going to be as good as this, and it's just been a revelation. Well, we were talking off air, Neil, about the luck. Neil was on about, we worked out about 14 months ago, mm. and that was even before Kane had even started playing sort of last season or, or whatever, and our forward line was Adebayor, Soldado. We had all those players in there, and we're going, well, give him time. I mean, all the usual stuff you say with a new manager. And, and now we've seen the clear out. We're now seeing the players, young players, not superstars, uh, who is bought in. And they're all doing their, all of them are doing their jobs, aren't they? And I mean, that's, that's, that's what's essentially happened. That is it. Like, we've got, we've got a manager who clearly knows what he's doing. Mm. Uh, he's been in the job 18 months now. He seems to have got the squad, if not exactly the way he wants it, because obviously there was a few transfer targets we've missed out on. But basically, he's got the kind of players he wants at the age that he wants them. I think that's a key thing that mm. they're all, that, you know, their youth is in their favour in terms of their confidence and energy and all the rest of it. And also, I think because they take on board what he 
he's saying. They mm. want to learn from him. And they all love him. That's the word mm. that comes out from the club, that mm. they all absolutely adore him. Mm. And it's just this really weird thing about we've got this Spurs team that is not play, only playing good football, but efficient football, mm. well-drilled, intelligent, fast energetic pressing all those words that you want to come up with it, you know my all the unspurs words very, over the years but but mixed with that good football there was yeah. there was something um I like to do this occasionally. It's like when we have that rare moment when we do really well is go on the opposition kind of like websites and things and yeah, see yeah, what they're yeah. saying. And on the West Ham one, to their credit, there was a few of them that were holding their hands up and saying that we were just beaten by the best, better team yesterday. Mm. And there was one comment from it. He says, Spurs play as a team and they play really good, fast football. And I thought that summed it up in a way. Mm. It's, it's not just good attacking football, but it's played at speed. Everything's done at speed. Mm. Not necessarily pace. You haven't got players burning up and down the wings. Yeah. But the passing's quick. The, the movement out of defence is quick the thought across the pitch into the box everything is quick mm. and it's done well and dare I say it that's the Spurs way that's how it, how it was in the 60s you know played fast attacking effective football and blimey this is a glimmer of it long mm. may it continue absolutely I mean Neil I mean when you look back at AVB early Pochettino when you listen back to these shows the main moan was always the tempo is going backwards and forwards it's not going anywhere we don't know what 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 the tactics are and all of a sudden now slowly it had to happen overnight as Adam said the tempo has changed we're looking for the forward pass much more than we have in a long time do you think that's the key to it to, to the I think there's a bit of that what I think as well is I think that they had players that because they were bought you tended to look at them and think well they ought to be playing and actually what's happened is Pochettino has taken a, a really good look at them and said I don't want those players in my team Carbo and Adebayor we were discussing last year when I came on, on the show as Carbo having an amazing game at, uh, at the Emirates and, mm. and Adebayor not playing too badly and, pl- and us playing to his strengths well a year on those two players are nowhere near the side and that's, that's what he's identified as being weak links mm. and in particular those sort of players were players that because they were in the club because they were on the squad they tended to get a game mm. and if they weren't getting a game you know why not or maybe there was some pressure being put on because we were paying them a lot of money but now what we've got is we've got a group of young players that are really playing because they love playing as a team and love playing together and love playing as a unit and he's just done a few things that, I mean love what he's done with Lamella I mean I, I didn't think this guy was going to make this and he's turned him round no one really it? did absolutely turned him round and the chasing and, and harrying that that guy has done and the tackling that he's done towards the end of games and his intelligence in the end of games to bring the ball down into the corner and just just you know try and sort of eke a game out and, and, and win us the points that's worked identified as well the, the, the back five and, and put Alderweireld in there and, and Everything just seems okay. You know, Danny Rose, nobody mentions he's having a bad game. Nobody mentions Vertonghen's had a bad game. Walker is prone to the odd mm. odd little thing. We do know that. But he's more than made up for it in, in the games that I've seen him with, with a, a real desire. And that he's earned his England call. Mm. I mean, Adam, um, it was interesting. Uh, Scott Parker, ex-obviously Tottenham and West Ham, was um, one of the pundits on, uh, on the TV yesterday. And he, and, and he doesn't know Pochettino at all. But what was interesting, what he said, was that with young players, you can 
mould them. Mm. And he sort of said, older players, established players are set in their ways. I probably couldn't play this style because I play a certain way. Again, that to me was a very interesting thing to say, that he has gone out and identified young players, but, but good players. I mean, and some to me is interesting because here's someone we didn't really know that much about and we thought, oh, first couple of games, not too sure. Even players we're now bringing in who are established and, you know, not, not raw players are playing the type of football that, that this, this, this structure needs. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a really nice mix because you've got these young players that are clearly willing to learn and clearly willing to take on board what their manager's telling them to do. They've bought into that. But I think it's very interesting to see the ones that have gone out, the cl- ones that have been departed in the clear out, clearly didn't function into the way he wanted to work. Mm-hmm. The ones that he's kept on, they've all in very virtually to a man improved Dembele is, yeah. is like unrecognisable Absolutely. he's the player he's playing now as he did occasionally for Fulham which mm. made me think I want to sign this bloke yeah. and that he never then really produced it for Spurs he's starting to do that consistently mm. um, you know I heard the phrase said yesterday about unplayable there was nothing they could do against him it's just mm. he did what he wanted to do um, Walker's come on leaps and bounds I think again I agree like, still prone to errors um, but you can see the improvement Danny Rose the same it's the it's he's got rid of the ones that weren't going to function within that unit he's brought through the young players who have bought into it straight away and I think really key thing is is that the players that might have been subject to surplus requirements you know might mm. have been transferred and we think no he's got them to improve as well mm. so uh, I can't believe it. What's going I mean, on? I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> I mean, the one thing I sort of noticed yesterday, and is compared to where we were a year and, and down the line, we don't give the ball away as much. We still do. Kane will give the ball away. Lamella certainly gives the ball away. Rose will give the ball away. But not, I mean, you know, you can argue, obviously, that the goal gave it away in a bad position. But, but generally speaking, we're not giving the ball away as much as we're used to. And the old adage in football, you can't do anything unless you've got the ball. That's true. I and we have the ball a lot now. Definitely. I think Spurs, Spurs are always good for a goal that's one thing we say about us we'd, we'd never quite learnt the art of, of really tightening our defence but to put Dyer in that position in front of, the, of that back four and I believe he did play there once or twice mm. for, for um, Sporting Lisbon but to put him in front of that back four and actually say to him you're going to protect those two what he's made is he, Dyer makes the team the whole team gel for me he doesn't do anything spectacular yeah, you almost he, don't notice him exa- mm. and that's the best type of player mm. that you want but although he does get involved and you see him make some key Sort of passes, um, it, you know, and you've got that uh, Ardevarald and, and Vertonghen almost like they were born twins. They move mm. in the same area and they do the same things, and that's what you want out of out of a back four to be completely in sync with each other mm. and to have. Uh, Dyer glue the whole thing together and it, it allows for Lamella to be a bit more bit more confident about what he's doing this time last year he was giving the ball away all the time mm. this time, this year I don't see him giving the ball away a lot and I think there's a, a reason for that he's obviously learnt a few things I mean I don't know if you noticed Son tried to be a bit too clever in, in mm. the game yesterday um, and do a step over and we lost the ball and it nearly gave them their goal and I think that's the sort of thing that we need to just be careful of you know the yeah. old Tottenham shirts up aren't we great fantastic <laughs> yeah. that sort of attitude I mean, what was interesting about the game yesterday particularly was the first 20 minutes was very tight. Nothing was really going on. West Ham are matching us. And I, I was there thinking, and I thought it was before the game, well, this is going to be a tight one. There's going to be a goal in this game. I knew this bloody London derby is going to be a tight one. And what was great was, and I haven't seen it for a while, 
it was the first time I've seen this, and I, I'm a big fan of this, attacking through the middle. We're always like playing the ball wide, trying to get the little ball in. All of a sudden, we're attacking down the middle. That's where the goal came from. Kane, you know, rolled um, Jenkinson beautifully. You know, it was chivers like the way he just sort of mm. prodded the ball in like that. And that was a very unspurs-like goal. And then set pieces out of old, you know, great backwards and forwards, backwards and forward, lost his marker. That's not a Spurs-type goal, Spurs of old. No, it's not. You know, it, no. and the third goal, I mean, you can go through all of them. You know, the high pressing again, mm. making players make a mistake, Kane having the confidence to let the ball run across himself. Again, quite a weird sort of toe-poke shot, but it sort of deviated and went under the keeper. The difficult one's to save when it's right on you. Yeah. Um, and then Walker again, you know, it was sort of a Cuton-like coming forward, like Cuton yeah. used to coming forward, exchanging passes. And, and, it's such, and, and it's such a shot of confidence, the way he sort of stroked it in. Beautiful goal. Yeah. It was a beautiful exactly. goal. It was a good challenge. And it is going back to your thing about playing the Spurs way. I mean, those that you know, it really was. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it, results are fantastic at the moment. So people are never to be going to buy into it, and things are going well. The Twelve te- unbeaten. Yeah, the the test will come when we have a dip in form, and maybe we lose a couple, or more. I think more significant when we get a couple of injuries, because that's there's there's always a but. I think the squad's a little bit thin. Yeah, and we're reliant on people staying staying fit. We're obviously relying on Kane, although we're spreading the goals around a little bit. We don't have that strength in depth against some of the other teams that we're saying that we're competing against mm. in the league. But boy, on our day with our first team, I don't think we've got anything to be afraid of mm. in this league. And how do you think? I mean, you know, we're, we, we've you know we, we're, we're talking a bit more more detail about the, the, the massive game on Sunday against Chelsea. How do you think a tactician will play against Spurs? You know, people know the Spurs way but it's almost like you know because we're doing so well in the league it's not like oh break us down or we've got to go gung-ho and we're not anymore and that's the great thing really that tactically we don't have to do everything at 100 miles an hour and leave gaps and all that we can just take our time because you know we've got players now especially with Dembele and Ericsson now who can unlock the door Would you? I think we're always we're always likely at some stage in the game to uh, to lose a little bit of, of confidence or, or something we watch well, that game. That energy up for 90 minutes well it's, yeah it's there's that different. but there's also something seems to go when we do give a goal away there seems to be a little bit of the wobbles uh, set in and, and I don't think so I don't think there's inherently a belief that we can really see out the game sometimes I think that comes over a period of time and it might need the addition of someone clever at, at some stage mm. I also think that um, that with uh, with the players that we've got I think I don't know I mean I, you know we've got a, a fantastic opportunity to to be able to handle any tactics that are thrown at us you just, on uh, match of the day too they said oh we'll lump a ball I, I, I think we could cope with that I think we could cope with a, with a ball being lumped at us we weren't so. great against Arsenal <laughs> lumping against but I think that's married with but we're the, up against Andy exactly. Carroll we're, but we we're up, Carroll well but we're up against did. a team that, that previously we go then we don't always win and it's that, it's that mentality of us that sometimes uh, perhaps we're not expecting always to win and I think we should we should look at maybe expecting a result against Chelsea on mm. on Sunday rather than thinking oh it's Chelsea we should be thinking we need to beat them but it's interesting you mentioned that slight wobble because there was the wobble against Aston Villa there was the wobble against Carabac at home when it goal yep. down there was wobble against Anderlecht Stoke uh, Stoke um, and yesterday there was I mean again the, the, 
linesman again. There was an overhead kick at the bar. Mm. It was so offside. Jeez. And I just think the officials have been generally poor, I think, this season. A lot of these decisions have gone against us. There is that kind of wobble that we do need to stamp out in the big game. Yeah, well, that, that's the price you pay for having this youth. There's a little bit of inexperience yeah. there. They're, yeah. they're learning, you yeah. know. They're going to see how, I hate to use this phrase, but that game management or seeing a game out and yeah. knowing knowing when to change things, knowing when to kill things off a little bit and be a bit, bit disruptive. Because we're constantly on the front foot. We're constantly looking to attack. And I would imagine that Pochettino will be saying, look, in certain instances, have a breather, you know, just disrupt them. If, if a team's building up a momentum against you, dirty little tricks in a way, you know, mm. just to break the game up like the, the so-called big teams do, the big experienced teams that have won things. It's what Chelsea do, for example. Mm. So I think the psychology of it all is interesting. I think because you can look at, um, there is a thin line between success and failure. And I think with, with, with you take the example of Chelsea and how they have completely fallen apart over one small thing with their whole uh, philosophy was built on them and us and Mourinho did very well last year in in, in turning uh, the presser against us and everyone was like what's he on about mm. but he did very well in creating a siege mentality what happened was he broke that r- rule himself and, st- and, mm. and therefore started to work from the inside when he, when he got into trouble with the, mm. the, the lady doctor. And um, then you start to see the, the things falling apart. And I think that's where we can, we can look at that and actually start building. The longer we go on, the more in, inherently we will build up a belief, a self-belief that we can do something. Mm. But there's also this real togetherness. And what I like to see, and I know a lot of people would disagree with me here, I like to see when there was a bit of fit, not fisticuffs, you know, handbags and all that with, <laughs> yeah. with Rose and one with Walker. Mm. We were all around, we were backing our player up, we were all around the referee and whatever. That to me showed passion and togetherness rather than like, I'm not getting involved in, I don't really care. It, which again, isn't, isn't very modern Spurs. Mm. Like we've seen that so often where you don't have that kind of spirit you, you don't it's not evident that there's that kind of camaraderie and all for one one for all attitude so um unfortunately you know Deli Ali got booked mm. but you know again that's a, kind of a bit of slack he's 19 he's learning the mm. game it's his first season in the premiership and he's going to have a few uh, uh, wobbles along the way but I mean him as a player actually I think it's it's worth focusing on me again I don't think he played particularly well yesterday no, but he was still that. effective mm. he's still a really really decent player he's mm. made such an impression on the team since he's come in yeah. um, f- fantastic to have that addition him alongside um, Eric Dyer I mean who would have thought like, they'd be the midfield pairing you know, a year ago mm. Just he wouldn't have thought yeah. it at all and for England Yes, yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, so so we've got this game on Thursday, which you know it, it's funny because let's be honest, near the beginning of the season, you would have gone, you know, Champions League, probably our best way through. Let's go for the Europa League and all that. Now, our best way of getting into Champions League is through the top four, and I think it's absolutely on now with what we've seen so far. It's a long way. It's it's um, you know all the way to it's about sort of five hour flight Azerbaijan. We've obviously the game on Sunday is a midday kickoff, so it doesn't give us much time to recover. How would you? Player Adam, and what, what what players would you take out there? Bear, bearing in mind, just just so just we know, Anderlecht and Carabag on four points, Monaco six, Spurs seven. So four points would definitely make us qualify. Mm. Maybe we just need three points, i.e., win our last game at home, might be enough. Um, I'm in that position where I don't think we can pick and choose what we want to win and what we want to compete in just yet. Um, Right, look, we're out of the League Cup, so that's gone. Um, FA Cup, see what see what it brings. 
I, I'm of the mind that if you're in a competition, you should go in to win it. I'm not necessarily saying like pick your first choice team, put everyone at risk, knacking them out so they're not ready for the game against Chelsea. It is that kind of squad management, and again, coming back to that point that the squad's a little bit thin, so he has to manage his resources carefully. But I don't want to see kind of one extreme to the other. Like we'll we'll basically give up on this game and concentrate. So would you our take would you but would you take Luis out there? I take Larice. I didn't think he was he was overburdened. No, yesterday um, the two centre backs. Would you play out of on the tongue? Would yeah, you, maybe. Would you play Vim and Fazio? Yeah, maybe. Oh God, not Fazio. No. <laughs> <laughs> Shiver just ran down my spine. Yeah. yeah. I um, mean, you take Ali now because Ali can't play against Chelsea. Exactly. Townsend, you'd think you'd have a game. You'd Son take yeah. needs a bit of match fitness, but you wouldn't play Kane. Would you even take Harry Kane? Uh, no. In a way, I hope um, uh, Harry Kane picks so up a slight knock so yeah. he can't travel. So you don't yeah. take Harry because he he's looking leggy. You yeah. can see. Some of them aren't. Some of them are still like fresh as a daisy, running mm. around like, like you know anything. Um, but would, Kane, you take, would you take Ericsson Dembele? Uh, play You'd one. Have to. Play You'd one. Have to. Yeah. I, I, I think um, there's a lot to be said actually about continuing the run and keeping mm. the run going. And, and actually, they're a good side, Carabao. Yes. Well, they I mean, gave they, us quite they, a hard they, time, didn't much they? Much better than we thought. Yeah. Mm. So, I so I, I, I think you play Wimmer. I think he will play Wimmer, and I think he'll play Son, and I think he. He, I think he will drop Kane mm-hmm. You could take Lamella Lamella didn't play So Lamella yeah. should be relatively And I think fresh. you're right about Ali so It's quite a strong team yeah. isn't it yeah. Really yeah. That's the nice thing about it but the thing Davis is, will play I think yeah. And Trippier yeah. possibly The yeah. thing is with Sunday though It is such a massive game Because if we're just now looking about Can we get that fourth spot You know if we beat them, we'll be 13 points ahead of them and better goal difference. So effectively 14 points ahead of them, almost like losing five games. Chelsea have got you know, to go on an amazing run. And it's a bigger game for them. Yes. You know, if is. we lose it on Sunday, mm. which we could do, it's Chelsea. We yep. don't have a great record against them. You know, it's still not the end of the world. Like, no, oh my God, we've no. blown it all. Exactly. You know, they've, they've got to win against us and then, and then win again mm. and again and again. Yeah. And they are a, a frail. That You know, this is, for them, this uh, this is a potentially the start of of a, of a run that would have to go on for such a long time in order to be able to get anywhere near the top four. Mm. They, they've got some some you know some games to win to be able to get there, and um, I think that um, we could afford to lose it, mm. but I don't think no, we will. I, I, I don't I think, think we right. will. I think you're right. I mean, the attitude should be. You know, we stuffed them last year, so let's go for it again. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, I think we've got it, confidence. We'll have confidence playing mm, them on, on, on Sunday. Yeah, in the aftermath, if it doesn't work out, then you say, all right, you know, mm. uh, dust yourself down. Look, we've got games to come. We can win those. Like, mm. Let's go on another run again. Yeah. Let, let's put that I mean, what's so, I mean, this is doing. what is amazing. You know, you, I'm actually thinking now, you know what? A draw, I, I want to win, obviously. But you know what? A draw isn't a bad result for mm. us, which is an incredible thing to say yeah. when normally we're playing catch up. We have to beat Chelsea. We've got to win the next game. We hope they'll drop a game. Then we might get fourth or fifth. You know, we're in the, we're in such a strong position four points off top place and the team at the top are Leicester who you don't probably think come January February will stay there you know we're in an amazing yeah. position yeah. there's a lot to be said again about uh, for, for this for, for uh, a bunch of a group of young players in that position um, I don't know if you saw Walker's response when West Ham scored yesterday 
No, he was gutted, no. absolutely gutted. And I think that's the perfect thing I like to see is, is they would want to protect uh, their their position, i.e., they want they want the, the defence to have a clean sheet. And it looks to me like they care about about this. So there seems to be, you know, if you've got the whole team working towards that that goal, mm. they will start believing that they can't lose. Yeah. Uh, yesterday when West Ham scored, I, I love the collective noise of the crowd. It was a. Spursy though, isn't it, to give a goal away? Really, is. <coughs> you know. it was. You know, we wanted that that perfect perfection. Yeah. You know, like get a score, sh- a clean sheet against them as well. And the like, atmosphere but, was wonderful as well. Because I mean, right. let's face, it's been a while at White Hart Lane. Again, I'll go it back to AVB and early Pochettino. We all went along games just thinking oh, it, it wasn't exciting, and all of a sudden. All, it seems like all at the same moment, all the Spurs faithful have now bought into what he's trying to do and see what he's trying mm. to do, and and you know the fact that we're, we're you know there's nothing nothing contentious is there? There's no there's, there's no contentious. There's no sort and to of see young English players in there as well. I know it means a lot to, to fans. Mm. It does. Yeah, exactly. Like there's that that sense of you know we've talked at length before about this about the disconnect between the club mm. and the fans. Well, we've got it back. Yeah. Let's see how long that lasts. You know. Yeah. Let's see if the form continues. It, Football being what it is, like two defeats, and you get suddenly like people coming out, like the you know, it's very tight below us. It, you know, it's, it all very, it's all very tight. But would you? I mean, you know, would you both go out? Let's say we we start, you know, come Christmas time, we're roughly in the same position. Would you go out and buy a couple of kick players? Uh, if if it's there and it's available and it's what the manager wants, yeah, get that. What I'd like to see is, mm. is someone a little bit experienced come in and slide right. in. Because mm. um, what's going to happen with Chelsea if they're in the same situation, they're not going for top four, or, you know, they're a few points behind, whatever, and they're not scoring goals, they'll go and buy a striker that will get them a dozen goals, a dozen league goals, like mm. off the peg. They'll get it because they can do it. Same applies to Man City if they're leaking goals. They'll go out and buy someone not to shore things up. We haven't got, for whatever reason, that mm. option, right? We're not going to go out and get a world class megastar mm. whatever it's going to make like a fundamental difference but I do think someone I'm not saying get him but someone perhaps in like the Cambiasso mould mm-hmm. that Leicester had last season right. I think it, general yeah, midfield general he, or something he, he's yeah. not there this season but you can almost see the legacy of it that yeah. how he how he got them confident and established in the Premier League mm. and there will be games like when we're struggling and we need someone who's got a cool head just to calm things down or do whatever needs to be done I want to but see sure, that kind of play if you're but sure if you're in a Levy or Pochettino you've got to sort of in a way what's the worst case scenario worst case scenario is Kane gets injured no Kane worst case is Dembele Eriksson or maybe one other also get injured and whatever now we're, we're having to sort of play Mason Benslep again you know week in week out all that surely you've got to look at it and also look at the fact that you know what keep this run going there is no reason why dare I whisper it we could finish higher than fourth yeah. there is there's also, I think, when um, when you're on a winning run, injuries, little niggly injuries, don't don't matter so much. Do yeah. they? People will want to play. You, if you were at Spurs now, you would want to play. Mm. One of the worst things that might happen, and that we we wouldn't want, is for them just to blithely go out and buy someone and them not fit into the mould of what was going on. I don't on. think that would happen. So I think they'd have I, I yeah, they'd, they'd, you'd like bizarre. to think they'd be careful, yeah. wouldn't they, about yeah. who they were getting, make sure they fit into the team ethic and, and that they were workers. And, and that's why we were saying with, with, with Ngi and, and Son, I'd never heard of either of those mm. players. Yeah, to, to be fair, and and they seem to have fit in really nicely. Mm. Yeah, mm. well, there we maybe are. they don't need anyone. Yeah, so you know what Spurs are like, Mike. So they that, yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> so quick, they can get away with without spending money. They will. No, it's true, very true. Quick predictions, then, gentlemen. Uh, Carabag on Thursday. What do you think it will be? Uh, draw. 
A draw? Score I think a draw, a draw yeah. yeah. I, I, I think one, one, I, yeah. I think, I think we'll go for a draw. And then Chelsea on Sunday? <sighs> score draw. Again. Another draw? Yeah, yeah. Nil? 3-1. Three, 3-1 one. Three, one Tottenham? Oh. I, I, th- I think I think we're, 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 we're doing 2-1, mm. you know. Um, just a few bits and pieces. Uh, there's two weeks left of our wonderful Ladbrokes offer. Click the link in the description to this podcast. Sign up and enter the promo code LAD50 and you can get a free bet up to £50. If you haven't done it yet, do it. And uh, currently Ladbrokes offering 20-1 to 1 on Tottenham to lift the league. 20-1 to 1 for the title. They were 66-1 to 1, uh, beginning of the season. So have t- it's a free bet. Take your free bet. It's free money. Stick your £50 free bet. And if you can walk away with a grand... At the end of the season, and we've won the title. You'll be make sure you buy me a bloody drink. <laughs> um, Monday, December the seventh, um, and we're going to talk to Adam about this because he he knows this sort of teams. Uh, um, I wouldn't say intimately in a personal way, but he knows his stuff. I know what you mean. Yeah, you know. We've got Keith Birkenshaw and Peter Shreve joining us for our Spurs show uh, live Christmas event. Um, if you go to live.spurshow.net, there's a few tickets left. Come along. I mean, it's going to be such a sort of, we're in such a good mood now to go along and, and chat and, you know, drink with other Spurs fans. Um, since the last show, because we, we did a special show last week with Gary Mabbott from the um, sports, London Sports Writing Festival, there's been a few competitions going out on Twitter for a couple of uh, free tickets a few weeks ago we asked um, when we came up from the first division after being down under Birkenshaw we played the champions Notts Forest in our first game of the season the question then was who scored our goal it was Ricky Veer the winner there uh, picked out from Twitter was Ed Henry uh, a couple of weeks ago we asked in the famous FA Cup third round replay cup win at Old Trafford when Glenn Hoddle played in goal uh, after our goal it was stretched it off who was the goal the answer was Milia Alexic Chris Thorne uh, was right there and last week we asked uh, on Twitter who was our top scorer in our Division 2 season the answer in the league was John Duncan with 16 goals Jamie Silverman well done Jamie you will be winning two tickets for Monday December the 7th as well and this week's question and just tweet your answer at Spurs Show with the hashtag Spurs Show Live so it's easier for us to pick them all up in the 81 Cup semi-final against Wolverhampton Wanderers the first game was drawn two all they got a last minute penalty when uh, Kenny Hibbert dived over Hoddle's challenge who scored our two goals who scored our two goals in the first FA Cup semi-final tweet us at Spurs Show hashtag Spurs Show Live and again one we randomly pick out we'll also get two tickets for the uh, um, event on December the 7th there we go now Adam I mean it, I think it will I know it's on, it will be on sale on the night as well the boys from White Hart Lane book which pretty much covered that entire era mm-hmm. um, you interviewed Shreve for the book he was the last chapter from memory wasn't he yeah. have you ever met Birkenshaw did he work with him yet no we, we, <coughs> we wanted to speak to him we wanted to get hold of him and uh, he's quite a, a private individual right. uh, he's not see this is one of the things about with managerial double X like Shreve is the gregarious mm. uh, outgoing big personality wisecracking and all the rest of it whereas Birkenshaw came across as a much more kind of like reticent man a man of few words you know let his actions do the talking I hope he says something room. on the night we made a quick interview <laughs> 
so what I'm saying is you've got a bit of a coup there to get him to come along yeah, this is great absolutely. I mean for, you know, them together yeah, yeah brilliant like reunited getting them to talk yeah. about how they how they work together and everything yeah. would be fascinating because they were not chalk and cheese necessarily right? yeah. but they were that necessarily different blend mm. that came together to form a great mm. management team as, as happens so often with yeah. good management teams because I mean the book which is the, if you haven't got it Boys from White Hart Lane I mean it's, it's it's one of the great Tottenham books without a doubt especially if you remember that era but <clears throat> But it's interesting, I, I quite like the, the period just before, whereby he took over from Terry Neal, mm-hmm. we went down under him, mm-hmm. Jennings was sold, which obviously I'll be asking him about the night, what happened there, and then that's extraordinary season for a lot of fans, going to grounds we've never been to before, and, and getting promoted for Division 2, what were your memories of that particular season? The, well, it's, the club needed it, um, mm. you know, uh, Steve Perriman said that it, in, a, in a roundabout way, it was a good thing, the club needed it at the time, you know, getting relegated these, these days is mm-hmm. Is a disaster, mm. but then it enabled. We were the flirting with it for a few seasons. Exactly, it's been well. going on for a bit for a bit of a while. So it actually gave that kind of break. All right, that we, let's regroup now. Mm. Um, the supporters felt the same way, I think. You know, like vast, <laughs> We're a bit sick of it. I vast, <laughs> but vast numbers of fans, like, going to, to, to away games. Um, you know, the home gate, I'm not entirely sure of the figures, but it was definitely, like, one of the highest average attendances, like, when we were in the second oh, division. Oh, yeah. we 52,000 against Bolton. Exactly. 50,000-plus crowds. We were selling out virtually every ground we went to. The away ticket allocations, they couldn't cope with the number of people going. And I think it was what everyone needed. The club needed it, the players needed it, and the fans needed it. Got promotion just that season because we just squeaked up on goal difference. Um, uh, but it was necessary for what came after. You, you could almost argue the point that that early 80s side, you know, the cup winning side and the success in the UEFA Cup, would that ha- have come about without the relegation season? Mm. I don't know. It's, it's a point. Because we did debate. kind of start again, Neil. I remember, you obviously remember that team. Yeah, I do remember. You that. know, the very, obviously the Argentinians was the big yeah. coup, but then there was the Crooks and Archibald and. Alvin and, and, and obviously Huddle coming through and then playing in his pomp and you know there was there was a lot of sort of putting a almost a brand new team together really it was yeah I mean I, I mean I particularly remember I mean Hoddle for me was the one that that, that, that was this was the superstar mm. and it always for me be probably the best player I've ever seen I mean mm. what that guy could do do with the football was was incredible but yeah I mean um, uh, Archibald Crooks um, uh, Falco, uh, Falco uh, just Perriman uh, um, all that sort of team around that sort of late 70s going into the early 80s but the one thing I remember for me was that was the live game on IT TV, where they came out the tunnel and you had the, the Ricky Villa and, and uh, Ozzy Ardiles. I think it was, a, was it the first? The first live first televised live game, game was against Knott's Forest, was it wasn't Forest? it? Yeah. yeah, the first kind yeah. of ITV big match. Yeah, that's right. And that was spectacular. And of course, the whole the fact that they signed these two guys from the other side of the world, who were just, for me, they were just memories of them playing in the World Cup. You know mm. these incredible guys were suddenly playing at Spurs. It was a, it was fantastic. At the time. So it's an interesting thing to say about that that team, and it's what you know Martin, who uh, Martin Cloker wrote the book with, and what we identified was that blend. And mm. it's worth noting about how many homegrown players were in that yeah, side absolutely. regularly. Yeah. You know, and the '84 team, like for the, the yeah. second leg against. Um, and elect five starters five came through the ranks Did they? That's you right, know, yeah. because of injuries but even yeah. you know full strength team we were still yeah. fielding it's a, a lot parallel, of wasn't there, with this team in yeah, a way exactly and that was that was the key thing it was such a nice blend it was mm. the homegrown uh, the experienced pros the big money British buys mm. the exotic foreign talent and you know above all that 
Glenn Hoddle, like the, mm. the best uh, uh, English player ever. ever. Right? Still maintain ever. that, yeah, yeah. yeah, without a doubt. Mm. Um, at the heart of it, and brilliantly managed by the pit, by mm. Birkinshaw and by Shrews. Yeah, well, it's going to be a fascinating night. So if you, so if you haven't, if you haven't, if you haven't put your tickets yet, please come along. It'd be lovely to have Covent Garden as possible to really pay tribute to, as you said. I mean, it's very rare now. Birkinshaw lives in the West Country. So there's, mm. there's not only many, many occasions where he's going to be doing these kind of events in in London anymore. So uh, if you remember that team or just watch them on DVD and video stuff come along it would be lovely to meet as many of you as possible um, Adam obviously you've written uh, quite a few books on Spurs mm. and the Tottenham Miscellany the one you've got in front of me here Shankly's Village uh, <laughs> The Extraordinary Life and Times of Glen Buck and Glen- its famous footballing sons tell us a little bit about this um, well what it is it's, it's the birthplace of Bill Shankly right. um, a tiny uh, former mining village in the really remote part of Ayrshire mm. about 40 miles away from Glasgow um, the village doesn't exist anymore oh really uh, it, it kind of you know the industry died down people moved away then open cast mining went in stripped everything away there is nothing there literally nothing there but this was a village that over a 40 year period produced over 50 professional footballers and um, a lot of them were journeymen a lot of them played for small clubs in in scotland and in england but some of them were superstars you're talking about bill shankley and you're talking about two of our earliest superstars at spurs uh, the two sandys um, alexander tate and sandy brown who were a fulcrum of the 1901 fa cup winning side especially Sandy Tate I knew a little bit about the story um, but when we started researching it it's been a long time researching it putting it together about three years in total uh, so you better bloody buy it the the character the Tate emerges as this incredible character and when you do the research into him he was there at Spurs for about nine years he became captain and he was this absolute superstar for his age you look at covers of the Daily Mirror around 1904-1905 he's on the front page virtually every time right. Tate of the Spurs and it shows him like playing billiards in the in the Spurs social club lots of stories about him he wrote as well about football and in, in tandem with the other players then, especially John Cameron was another Scottish guy mm-hmm. that came from, from Ayrshire. They, in a sense, you could argue, they, they fashioned Spurs as a modern football club that emerged from those non-league days into the full professional club that's went on to glory and greatness mm. ever since. Okay. But he, he is arguably, um, you know, one of the first superstar players right. at the side. And, and in a way, embodies kind of like how the team played. Mm. Brilliant defender. He had a nickname, Terrible Tate, because of the way he looked rather than the way he played he wasn't dirty he was aggressive but he wasn't dirty but he was a ball playing defender mm. and adaptable and flexible and he could move into different positions and his, the character the stories that emerge about him very very modest as well and just the more I went into it the more fascinating character he was where he came from in this village how it made him how it made all the rest of us. Was there like relatives that you know generations on that you managed to speak we've, to? We've, or? we've actually tried to we were trying to track some down mm. and we just just after the book was published and we we're doing a bit of publicity around it we found out some relatives have got in touch with the club so we're going to go down there in the next couple of weeks get their names and addresses and hopefully uh, build on that because I'd love to find out more about it yeah because he Lovely. was genuine, genuine hero of the age. And when's this book out? It's out now. Oh, great. Yeah. So where can people get it? What's the best place for people to go? Uh, uh, Amazon and okay. from uh, Pitch Publishing website uh-huh. as well and uh, all good bookshops, the usual ones. And um, yeah, we've got, we want to engage in a conversation about it. So if you get the book and there's anything you want to say about it, then, then tweet us. Okay. And well, that's Shankly's Village, uh, Adam Powley and Robert Gillen, uh, Pitch Publishing. And you can get that on Amazon. 
And I'm just looking here. It doesn't have a price on it. There we are. Yeah. I'm sure it's it's very reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Uh, well, gentlemen, I think we're... Um, how long have we done there? Um, what are we up here? Oh, 36. Oh, I say. There we go. Well, look, gentlemen, thank you so much. It's lovely to have you both here. Another positive up game. Let's hope we can uh, certainly not lose the next two games. Yeah. Although, can you imagine if we win both of them again and this extraordinary run continues? So we've got some games coming up after that. We've got the typical games where Spurs of old would fuck them up. <laughs> we've got the sort of Norwiches and the Southamptons, the games you go, how do we lose that one? I think yeah. from... from uh, <laughs> if we did, like what happened at, um, when we lost to Anderlecht, Pochettino tore into them and I like the response. That's all I yeah. would say is if we do lose, I think there'll be a response. Yeah. But I think the game, and just very briefly they're, they're all fighting for the places mm, now I mean yeah. Ali will come out Lamella will come back in Mason now I thought looked good when he came yes, back he on yeah. Bentaleb still to come in Townsend well quite clearly the fact they brought uh, Josh Anuma on before him mm. he's obviously got a lot to prove I, I'd like to see him play on Thursday night there was a, and see a, what he can do a good quote from uh, Dion in an interview on, on radio and he, he came up that line you know saying about do you prefer to play in defence or midfield and all the rest of it and he says oh I'm just glad to get a place at the moment and mm. it's one of those ones you think oh that's a bit of a stock answer so a little bit of a cliche but it was almost like the tone in his voice you thought no you mean this you're Brilliant. just glad yeah. to be playing Brilliant. in this team absolutely well that's great thank you so much for joining us um, we'll thank be back here us. next week with Willie Morgan oh, the old oh, voice of Tottenham Hotspur and Paolo Hewitt oh, fantastic. who's a dad well, again well done Paolo oh, Paolo uh, another uh, uh, writer who's uh, written on football he'll be with me next week see you then up the Spurs this is a playback media production served to you in association with Why Not Think People. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work, limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.